The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to Jesus, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the man heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus, looking at them, said, For humans it is impossible, but not for God. For God all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly, I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age, houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children and fields, but with persecution, and in the age to come, eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. When God appeared to King Solomon, he said, I will give you anything you ask. And Solomon did ask, but he didn't ask for wealth or long life or victory over his enemies, but he asked for wisdom. And God was very pleased and gave him wisdom in abundance, but gave him as well great wealth, riches, and honor as no king has ever had since. Our theme today is about wisdom. Wisdom is that ability to see the world through God's eyes, from God's perspective. So it's not just knowledge, like scientific knowledge or history or math. It's the mind of Christ in us so that we have that perspective of God about everything. That's the highest gift. We begin in the first reading, which is actually authored by King Solomon called the Book of Wisdom. And he tells us how much he valued wisdom. He says, I loved her more than health and beauty. I chose her rather than light. Because of her radiance, all good things came to me along with her, and in her hands, uncounted wealth. The question is, how do we attain this wisdom, since it is the highest gift and a treasure like no other. Solomon gave us one answer right at the beginning of the first reading. He says, I prayed, I called on God, and the spirit of wisdom came to me. 
prayer. We call upon the name of the Lord every day. We have quiet time with the Lord. We invite the Lord to speak into our hearts, to give us wisdom, and he will, just as he gave wisdom to Solomon. And who needs it more than us today with all the confusion going on? We don't know who to believe. All the ideologies, all of the messiness that seems to pervade us. And so to have that perspective on life from seeing it from God's point of view, having the mind of Christ is essential. And that's why prayer certainly is the first way to attain it. The second way is listed in the second reading, the letter to the Hebrews, the Word of God. Now the Word of God is the mind of Christ. The scriptures are inspired, which means they're alive. They're not a dead letter. They're living and active, which means they're active in us. No matter where we are, whether we have faith very, very small or great, wisdom is there for us, for the taking. And the author says it's like a sharp two-edged sword, which means it can pierce us right to the core of our being, which nothing else can, and discern the thoughts and attitudes of our heart. It can divide soul and spirits, joint to marrow. In other words, it can take away whatever is diseased in us, like a cancer. We can't let that grow. It has to be taken out. And that's what the scriptures do. They're powerful and they're effective. There's many examples in history where the saints by hearing one verse or one passage, completely changed their lives. An example comes to mind with St. Augustine. As a young man, as you know, he was totally lost in all kinds of addictions. He was following a false teaching, and he was miserable, and he was trapped in his own lusts. He had no way of getting out. He was so despairing that one day he was in his yard, and he was just crying out how miserable he was and how life was so dreadful. And then he heard a group of children in the next yard crying out, kind of like in a children's game, take up and read, pick up and read. He heard that and it suddenly dawned on him. There was a Bible nearby. He opened it up in random and he came across this passage which totally convicted him, pierced him to the heart like that sword. It's from Romans chapter 13. Not in reveling and drunkenness, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. That convicted him. And he was changed. He tells us about it in his autobiography, The Confessions. That was the turning point. Another great example is St. Anthony of the Desert, who as a young man heard the parallel passage to today's gospel, not from Mark, but from Matthew. And the verse that cut him to the heart, Jesus saying to the rich young man, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Come follow me. And St. Anthony did exactly that. And he became the father of monasticism, changed the whole world, because the world was in crisis at that time. And he went off into the desert, and he just formed some disciples, and they centered on Christ, and they went out and changed the world. Reading the scriptures every day is so important for us Catholics, and particularly to pray to the Holy Spirit before we open the Bible, 
asking the Holy Spirit to give us that insight and wisdom and that will change us. We will have the mind of Christ. The other way we can attain wisdom is set out in our responsorial psalm. Teach us to count our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. That's from Psalm 90. In other words, we don't have a claim on tomorrow or our next breath. It could be all over in a heartbeat. It will be. In the whole expanse of eternity, our life is so short. And that's what the psalmist is saying. Count the number of my days, Lord, so that I will not focus on those superficial things that can sort of trap us, like Augustine, but to center right on Christ from an early age, and to divest ourselves, to detach ourselves from those things that hold us back. And that brings us to the gospel. We have a perfect example of a young man who asked the most important question ever. He probably asked two questions. The first would have been, what's the meaning of life? And then he probably discerned the meaning of life is to go to heaven. But his second question was directed at Jesus, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? That's our question. That's the question for every age. Now notice, this was a good young man. Jesus said, not what Luther said, believe and you're saved. Works have nothing to do with it. Jesus gave a different answer. He said, keep the commandments. And then Jesus lists them. And the young man says, I've kept them all since my youth. Jesus knew that, and he looked on him with love. Now that look of love should have captured the young man, but he was distracted by something else. And Jesus picked it up immediately and said, one more thing you need to do, detach yourself from what's possessing you. You have many possessions, but they haven't trapped you. If you want to enter into a rich spiritual life, go sell what you have, give to the poor, then come follow me. Now for us, it may not be money, but it could be something else. We need wisdom to know what to detach from. And that's why we pray and read the scriptures, because the scriptures will tell us, and prayer will tell us as well. It could be anger, it could be lust, it could be jealousy or pride. Maybe we're in a wrong relationship, or we've got bad memories that kind of hold us, a grudge, unforgiveness. Those things are hindrances to our going into this deep spiritual joy. Well, the rich young man was not satisfied with his life. He dreamed of greatness. Jesus knew what it was and what this rich young man needed to do to attain it. And he looks at him with love and he tells him. But the rich young man knew the cost and it was too high and he goes away sad. Jesus is looking at us today in love, with love, you and I. He's always calling us to the more. How will we respond is the question. It's a big question, because God has the more for us to do. But we have the tendency to hold back because we've got these obstacles that are holding us down. Detach. We need wisdom to do that, and we need God's grace. Finally, I want to comment briefly on next Sunday. The theme is wisdom, and 
as a family of parishes, we need to gain that wisdom of how to minister to the greater society of Sarnia. So we're going to have a questionnaire. 30 questions are very short, but the answers are going to be very important because we'll know what our strengths are, our weaknesses, our opportunities, and our challenges. So I ask you to please participate in that. We'll do it next Sunday at Mass. So we'll preach a maybe five-minute homily. We'll give you about two minutes, two or three minutes. It's very quick to fill out the survey, and then you'll drop it off in the collection basket at the end of Mass. That way we'll know it's done, and we can tabulate all the results. And that'll be very important in our planning as to how we should be reaching out to not just our parishioners who go to Mass, but those who are away, because we'll get the answers, at least an insight. But finally, we just want to thank God because we're entering into this great Thanksgiving day where we give thanks to God for everything. Let us thank Him for wisdom. And the only way we thank someone is to open the gift, which means we pray daily, we read the scriptures daily with the help of the Holy Spirit. We count the number of our days. We're not going to be here very much longer. And then we ask God, what do I need to detach from? to give my whole life, give God permission to do anything for the sake of the kingdom of God.